Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Bye, bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Season four, episode two, The Gringos. The Gringos. So today, guys, we have one of our fabulous editors, Jeff Granzow. One of my, <laughs> one of my dates. I always <laughs> want to say Grasnow. Grasnow. That's, that's Julie Cooper saying Grasnow, but it's Granzow. Either way is fine. Either way is fine. Either way you'll respond to. Yeah. That's great. We're so happy you joined us again. Yes. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for coming back. Josh was just here for the first episode, and he talks about how just like the first season, um, in the first season, the first three episodes were liter- literally like one story, mm-hmm. and this one is the p- middle part of, these, of the first three that kind of helps wrap up the storyline of Marissa's Yeah, I did I did just watch episode three as well as two, and it it does seem to sort of wrap up a little bit in three. Yeah, yeah, so. That's the time we have. We were allotted three episodes and then move on. Uh Uh-huh, yes. (laughs) Well, and and once again, Josh made the point that we didn't do a funeral because then it would be like a funeral, and then it was, it's so painful and so heavy. A young person ever losing their life in an accident so tragic as this it it would be difficult for them to even for the characters to even have this normalcy or even ingest what we like in the show the balance of some humor and tragedy and comedy kind of stuff so. yeah it, i mean it, that's one of the things i was sort of noticing watching it back is how it, just coming off this tragedy how in in pure schwartzian fashion it, it's just using humor to sort of diffuse everything and mm-hmm. keep it light and it's still you know it's still super fun and but there's still these these great moments that are that are really dark and you know in, in all three episodes and i think this this first three episodes it's probably the darkest our show is ever for the whole four seasons mm-hmm. i feel like i mean we've had some you well, know i'd say sad... that was the biggest tragedy for sure well yes we on the show. <laughs> <laughs> i know poor rachel couldn't even watch it and then she watched it with misha yeah and it's um it's... Very you know, much. it's it's really important to, I was reflecting as I was driving here thinking about doing the podcast today, and I was like, God, I realize how much these episodes meant to me mm-hmm. personally going into like living this tragedy and also being very grateful for the storyline because that's, you know, that's why we're actors, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, and you have to feel all those feels and you go to that place. And I was taking it home with me for all of the episodes. Mm. And so, yes, it was, and you can see it, like I can see it, you know, there's moments also that I realized this is probably some of the most like kind of, I want to say in the beginnings, Julie, I felt like I was playing more of a character because she was all about how people saw her. Mm -hmm. And then I just see a lot of kind of more natural, like real feelings. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, your, I mean, your performances in these episodes are just like they're deep. They're, yeah. I mean, you can just see it in your face. There's a, you know, we can get get into it at the end of the episode when you have that scene with Sandy. But I mean, you just see your lip quivering, and and it's just, you know, you know that that's coming from a place of. Yeah. Of you know reality or realness to it, you know. yeah. Oh well, so so we'll uh, we'll try and be well. Let's analyze it, and we'll be a little deep here, but because because 
the rest of the season is going to be wacky and wild and fun. I really mm-hmm. have no idea what's coming, and I'm looking forward to it. What I love about it is the freedom that the writers had when they said, we know we're not coming back, and we're going to do whatever we yeah, want. Just, and that was, from the top down, that was just sort of the M.O. Just Everyone just have fun, and you know, let, let's just let's go out with a bang and... And really, you remember really that enjoy- behind oh, yeah, the scenes? Yeah. It was like just, the atmosphere. Everyone just wanted like really enjoy yourselves while you're cutting it, while you're shooting it, and and yeah. So we did. We enjoyed ourselves, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the synopsis. Yes. Seth and Ryan travel to Mexico to look for Volchok. In Newport, Julie and Caitlin participate in a clothing drive at Harbor. High and not high, but at Harbor High. And Julie realizes that she needs to step up more in Caitlin's life. At Brown University, Taylor pays Summer a surprise visit. Written by John Stevens, directed by Patrick Norris. Two heavy hitters. Yeah, that's right. Had the whole time. Yeah. Edited by Jeff (laughs) Grandel. And our original air date, November eighth, two thousand six. It opens first thing in the morning, and Ryan, of course, Ryan is calling Julie. Mm And saying, because he said, you know, I just realized I, I have to do this. That's how he la- ended the last episode. Right. <laughs> and, and it was like very Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd be thrilled with that comparison. <laughs> but, but they are, you know, just they're working. They're, you know, two peas in a pod going, okay, they're this covert operative. Like, we're going to Mexico. And of course, Seth going to Mexico. He's on the phone trying to track down. He's on the phone with the airline trying Trying to to call Summer on the airplane and talk to the pilot. Can I need to talk to her? They're like, we're landing in thirty minutes. He's like, well, can you get the pilot? Like, he's trying to. (laughs) Well, you know, you got to give him props for just trying anything. It's Mm -hmm. like all the worst thing can happen is it doesn't work, right? (laughs) But then, of course, he picks up the landline. You know that old trick. Yeah. Which oh yeah, can't do that. Can't do that much anymore. I do. Yeah. I like to use it. I am very weird about um, cell phones to my brain. Oh. No. And then AirPods. Yeah. That's I don't like, use AirPods. Yeah. I still use a hard wire. I'm contemplating getting one back just, just for my daughter's purposes so she has one to use. A landline? Is it worth it? I don't know. Well, don't how know. old is she? Nine. Oh. So instead of giving her access to a smartphone, it's like, this is what you're allowed to have, right. a landline. You right. can talk on the phone. I had my own lo- phone number growing up in my mom's house. It was my own phone line, teen line, that's right. Probably had the see-through phone. You could see all the wires yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the one that you picked up It was up the best, you. and they could just call me, and it was the best thing that's ever happened. My mom had a dance studio in Dana Point, yeah. and that... And when when she retired that, that became the kid's number, 493-3200. Oh. Great number because it was Great a business number. number. Yeah, I had that one. And whenever it would – and it rang in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a good but time. that's a good idea. Yeah, so. you should get her a landline. All right. Sweet. Right. So she can overhear stuff just like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that old overhear old what's going on. So, yeah, he overhears – it took six months for the investigator to find him. So mm-hmm. you got to go. And, and clearly, so instantly Seth does some kind of, you know, writes a note. We don't mm-hmm. know what it is yet. And in, he intercepts Ryan at 6 a.m. And he's like, hey, man, help me out. And he's like, sorry, because he's on a mission. And then finally he just says, you know, I know you found him. And he's like, yeah, so what are you spying on me? What are you going to do about it? And of course, he's like, I'm going with you. When Ryan's on a mission, he's on a mission. Yeah. And and when he, he's like, what? What are you going to do? You're going to kill him? And he was like, no. And it's like, do we believe him? What is he going to do? What is he going to do? Exactly. Right? It's like, it's really kind of that feeling of like, 
what's going on? Like, what is he going to do? I right. don't I don't know that he because he says he won't. But it's it's like but we don't know. He's not actually saying what's going on in his mind. I don't think he really knows either. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and also what I'm learning is he's convinced Volchuk did this on purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. Seth is adamant and he's going with him. Yeah, he gets in the car and goes with them. They're going now, to Mexico. Correct me if I'm wrong, by the way, but they get in the car. Is this is this not the destroyed Marissa Deathmobile that they <laughs> no. get? I mean, it, it looks. Oh yeah, what like car is this? It's like another. He got cool... a new car. He got a Wrangler, and the other one was like a Toyota. It was a Land Cruiser. Land Cruiser. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, he got another car. We didn't really go over that. Another it car looks that very like fits, similar. Yeah, because it fits him. It still seems like a kind of a jalopy. Not jalopy. Like you think Don got him another something, but yeah, it's it's a beat up Wrangler for sure. Mm -hmm. It's cool. He keeps getting the coolest cars. They're gonna go and Seth. Oh, so he's left a note, and the Coens are trying to decipher it. (laughs) And oh yeah, and and they're like, "What is this?" It makes zero sense, right? It's It's like mud, angry nudfo, chocolate love. Yeah, (laughs) and even and I can't. I had to look at it a couple times to understand. Did you get it after you looking at it? Well, they say Ryan found Volchuk, but there's extra letters in that, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very interesting. uh, So yeah, I didn't have time. Morse code he's got there. Right, but I'm glad he called. I'm actually glad he called Sandy. Now, there's another thing that I noticed that's like, you know, during that time, it was normal, probably literally right up until, because I looked looked this up, because right up until 2006, you could just cross the border with your driver's license or even, like, you don't even need anything to cross the border. Right. Now it's you need a passport. Back, tough. Yeah, now you need a... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, you didn't even need a passport or anything to come. I mean, I think we just used our driver's license, but especially just walking um, across a, as a pedestrian because he literally... Seth goes with nothing. He doesn't have a bag. Mm-hmm. He just goes with his clothes on because if he leaves that car... He needs car, chiclets. <laughs> yes, that's true. He's like, good, I need chiclets. Do you, you think, think that, that was a Brody improv? It was. It was. Uh, yeah. For it sure. It was, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> we true. Have answers. They do <laughs> offer you chiclets when you're crossing the border. Chicle. Mm-hmm. Chiclets. Yes. He calls and then, yeah, I gotta say, they're kind of cool, Sandy and Kirsten, aren't they? They're kind of like, they play it cool, like he's found and, you know, or I think Sandy's trying really hard not to like, because every time he's like, it's okay, and Kirsten's kind of got this very worried look, and then the camera cuts to him and you get the more worried look, mm-hmm. right? He's not trying to be too, but mm. I'd be kind of like, as a parent, what are we thinking? Like, he's going after Volchuk. We know that it takes them a few days before they want to, or not a few days, maybe it's that night or something, before they decide to go to Mexico to, to follow up or follow him Well, or it's once they, well, they get down there and Seth has to call them and then it's after all that, right? Yeah. Well, he calls and then, of course, Ryan comes out and he's like, he's so angry. He's like, you tell your dad? Yeah, there's some there's some cool like Seth uh, Seth Ryan tension simmering throughout this episode yes. that, that leads to uh you know th- I I almost wish it lasted longer than it does right uh, right in in the season because it's kind of cool how they just stare each other down and <laughs> Ryan's like you just have to trust me man and stop and I don't want to have to keep looking at you calling your dad like don't call him so it, it it's a good payoff later when he does betray him but. But Ryan's Ryan's intense, right? Yeah. <laughs> Slightly. Right. So they, they go to the hotel in Mexico. Yes. They <laughs> It reminds me of a hotel when we were going to Mexico in the first season with the pubes on the 
bed. <laughs> you know, I have to say, so we went to Mexico a lot as kids, as teenagers. And like I said, you just walk across or yeah. something. I have never spent the night in Tijuana. It was always just a day trip. You never did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did the same. When I was in San Diego, I just day tripped to TJ. Yeah. You don't stay you don't in the sleep hotels. There. And I guess they're technically... Um, at first, there he says, "Let's go to Ensenada," and Ensenada is, is more touristy, but Tijuana is pretty sketchy. Were yeah. they in Tijuana? They were in Ensenada. Yeah, no, they stop in some. Which, which, by the way, I looked up where these locations were, and I think a lot of it is shot near um, Exposition Park and near USC. Oh. Although the motel was actually in Studio City on Ventura no Boulevard. Way. Yeah, I bet it's not there anymore. Little exterior. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I also remember grabbing some just random stock shots of beat up hotels and stuff to try to, <laughs> like, <laughs> to, try and, to sell you know, it. watching this back too, I was kind of like, how much are we buying? How much are you guys buying Mexico? And did, did we, how, how, how well did we come across with that? Because I, I don't know. It's like there's a guy at the bar who's, who's got a total. American accent. Totally right. He's like, you know. Oh, yeah, the guy he first talks to when he goes to the bar. And yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting on Revolution Street, which is where everyone goes to drink and party and stuff. I, I can understand somebody being down there and speak, but if you go into Deep Tijuana, because I got lost in Deep Tijuana once, it, <laughs> I want that story. <gasps> it's a story, man. I, yeah, it's. Uh, I was with. I was actually doing a show called Tremors with, down in like the movie, like the movie TV I love version. That movie, and they were shooting at Fox Studios in Ensenada. Oh and you have to, if you drive over the border, you have to make this hairpin turn to get to Ensenada, and we missed it, and we mm. found ourselves. In deep Tijuana, and it Real was life scary. We got lost, essentially. And we were trying to get to set to work at 5 a.m. the next day. Anyway, it's a long story. But we finally got there, but it was it was pretty scary. I want to see I, that show. I was so scary. I was so nervous, I threw up later. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Jeez. But I agree with you on the cat. It was a little odd, the guy who worked at the bar. It was a little like, okay, what's happening here? Yeah, right. Um, and then there's a woman there that clocks that he's looking for a vulture. It's hair wash day. Look out. But you just don't have the time for the wash, dry, and style routine, so you whip out the hat or slick it back into a pony or a bun for the fourth day in a row, which I always do. I am a fan of the bun. I am an often bunner. But with Living Proof, I can go that extra day thanks to their incredible dry shampoo. Both the Living Proof's dry shampoos clean and care for your hair like a rinse-out formula and still leave hair with a soft, silky, and freshly washed feel. I really love Living Proof Perfect Hair Dry Shampoo. Honestly, my hair, I let it go a little too long. And thanks to this, I can just get away with it most of the time. Living Proof understands that there's no one-size-fits-all solution for all hair types and textures. Not sure what products your hair really needs? Instead of guessing what my hair needs, I start by taking Living Proof's AI online health care quiz, which analyzes my specific hair care needs and styling goals. I am so glad that this podcast actually introduced me to Living Proof mm. because my hair, like, it's very thin and it's very soft, but I... It's very pretty. It's very pretty. I just had a hair day yesterday <laughs> and I used like the mask and then I put the oil in and it really does. I woke up this morning. I'm like, it is so healthy. Mm -hmm. Stop concealing your hair on those wash days and show off your hair's natural brilliance with Living Proof. Visit livingproof.com slash the OC and use code the OC to get 10% off your first purchase. That's livingproof.com slash the OC code the OC for 10% off your first purchase. Livingproof.com slash the OC code the OC. When they got to the motel and and he says, 
uh, Seth says, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And there were a ton of bloopers with that where he's making jokes about going number two. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. It's sort of, I, I think I kind of remember that because I remember you sitting there talking about spiders and. Yeah. I think that's the one we Magazines have. and there's a big spider and, you know, and yeah, he, there was a, you can. That would the, drive me out of the room too, which is Brody <laughs> talking in the bathroom. That much. <laughs> so, of course, you know, Ryan ditches him. Yeah, he's out. He's, he's out. out. He's out. Is this where Seth goes to the bar? Yeah, Seth goes to another bar. I was like, I had no recollection that Steve-O was on the show. Okay, so stop, <laughs> talk about some serious stunt casting. Yeah. So when you get the script and you read the script and it says things like, you know, never leave a man behind and what, you know, what are you doing? And then I was not expecting it to be Steve-O. And you you get the dailies and you got this guy just yelling his head off the whole time. and and Screaming. Scream. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not what I expected. But it was great. And and he just kept going on and on about, you know, he's shot, shot, you know. And and, uh, so... At the end of the scene, like, they just kept going and riffing, and I put together the scene in a way that was like, I just included everything. I was like, whatever, screw it. I'm (laughs) I'm throwing everything in. And uh, so by the time it got to Josh, he's just like, Grands, like, settle down. (laughs) We don't need all this. And so so I I cut it back, and then it got, you know, later in the process— there's like he he's like you know I think we need to check in with the with the bar again you know one more time it's like you know all that stuff you added at the end of them just riffing like can we just make a little mini scene of that and then you know it, and it, so I did that and you know just I, I, you'll see that we cut back to the scene and it's literally just Steve-O just going nuts and just mm-hmm. saying shots fifty million times it's, it's clearly not scripted um, and and Brody's doing his thing and it, it worked because it was like. We, we cut off of that to Sandy and Kirsten then deciding to go to Mexico. And it, it ended up being kind of a nice segue. Oh, I love but. that. Yeah, you wouldn't notice that. I mean, it's like, because I kept, he, I thought, I did think the same thing. I'm like, is this scripted? Because he's like, we're going to do some shots. And then we're going to find your friend and yeah. do more shots. <laughs> I wonder, so you think he was just yelling on his own accord? Like that oh, wasn't yeah. the direction? Yeah. Well, and I, I was like, this was, I, 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 you know, did my little research trying to figure out like how like MTV or Jackass was at its height. And Steve-O went to clown school. Barnum and Bailey Clown School. What? Yeah. And uh, didn't end up being, but he ended up being a clown on some cruises and such. And that's what he first did. And then, so, um, but then he started doing these videos where he would do these silly tricks and then Jackass um, happened and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those cameos that's, I mean, the Marines were from Camp Pendleton. They were pretty notorious. Everybody went to Mexico to party on mm-hmm. the weekends, you know? So it's a, it's a pretty realistic story. They weren't saying Steve-O was a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yep. um Got although it. I he didn't end up helping him find his friend cuz Marines are supposed to find the friend. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know much it. about Marines. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in the meantime, you're right. You know, Kirsten's back home and she's putting clothes together for a, for a, for the drive and but I do I just wanted to mention really quick when they were doing that and he says there's um She's giving away two leather jackets, and it's Ryan's and Sandy's. Do you get rid of a leather jacket like Ryan's? <laughs> never, never, never. No. And then poor Sandy was anyway. I just wanted to make that point because I was like, you don't get rid of jackets no. like that. You keep no. those forever. Yeah. But 
if Ryan is doing that, it rem- Ryan's getting rid of a lot of things. Like he got rid of all of his memorabilia for for Marissa, and now he's getting rid of like the old him. He's like, he's I don't- shedding it off. He's shedding it off. Yes, but then you said he they cut to this. You know, they're adults. We should trust them, which is just crazy talk. I mean, literally, <laughs> this is the consequences of what Ryan could do are so enormous. Even if he does want to talk to him, what if Volchek hurts him? Or what if he does something that puts him in jail? I mean, Mm. it's just, there's no good that can come out of this. And finally, they're like, we're going to go. Let's go to Mexico. Yeah. Although when we see them walking around, I'm always surprised when Kelly or she decides or chooses. She doesn't have a purse a lot. and for She just didn't want to carry one. Yeah. I would do that all the time. Yeah. I don't want to carry a purse. Yeah, because they always offer you a purse, and sometimes it makes sense to have it, and other times it's like, no, I just don't want it. Yeah, it's just like a <laughs> <laughs> baggage. But and now, and I also know that Kelly loves to wear sunglasses, and her glasses this time were kind of see through. And a lot of times directors don't like you to wear sunglasses mm-hmm. on set. But oh yeah, yeah. D- neither do I. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was you and Kelly. <laughs> Me. Who just like wanted to wear the sunglasses. And I always like... <laughs> needed to. I couldn't because when we were shooting on the beach and like the sun and the wind and my eyes would just be like all my makeup would be coming off because it was like so intense. Right. No, the act that they usually prefer to see your eyes. Yeah, you gotta yeah. see the eyes. No man. one needs to see my eyes. Come on. <laughs> but actors are notorious for that. fighting fighting that. Yeah. And they're like, I want, although Sandy did look pretty cool in his Ray-Bans. Okay. okay. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we learned Seth has got a tattoo, I think is very important to cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a tattoo, man. Yeah. Well, he's, we see him the next, well, he, he stumbles into that same bar. Yes. And he's now Looking his, for, and he's telling a story and the waitress from before overhears. Right. Comes out to him after and it's like, and he's I know like, where he is. Yeah. Full check. Yeah. Full chalk. She says, did he, you were asking, your friend was here, did Volchek really kill a girl? And he's like, yeah. I noticed that a lot of people say Volchek, Volchek, like Mm -hmm. E-K. But since Kevin Volchok is Adam's agent in real life, he actually says it correctly. He says Volchok, I noticed a lot. He's like, Volchok, Volchok. And a lot of people say Volchek. Anyway. Just a little observation yeah, that's just, there. That's just a quick way to say it, maybe. When Volchak. you, when you Volchak. don't want to say the whole... Volchak. 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 Volchak definitely <laughs> takes more time. Volchak. Right. But yeah, no, I love how he's like, um, leave now. And he's like, yeah, okay, I got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I love a drunk, a fake drunk Brody. Yeah. Always yeah. a good time. He was good. Okay, so Seth is in the hotel room. He's in this hotel room and he's doing the I'm so thirsty and trying to dial and talks about um, I'm in the room with no windows. You know, he spent the night with Steve-O. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to happen the right. next day after that. Right. But he says, I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he says, I'd like to place a call to America. America. Does he get through to Sandy? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if it's is at this point. He does, he does eventually. I don't know if well, it's he here did or the not. first time, but then does he get a, does he get a hold of? Oh, he says I'm going to place a call, but we don't see that call. So ah, yeah. So but then um, Ryan arrives back at the hotel. Back to the hotel. Yeah, he anyone can't. remember that song? <laughs> no, he arrives <laughs> back at the hotel, and, and Seth confronts him, brushing his teeth with his fingers. I thought you were telling me I had lipstick on my teeth. No, brushing his teeth with his fingers, and Ryan is. Do you ever like, do that? Brush your teeth with your fingers. I've had to do that a few times in my life. Just a few times. It's, and it usually is because you were drunk and spending the night at somebody's house. Yeah, yeah, house the morning and, after. Yeah. The old finger brush. <laughs> <laughs> the finger brush. 
But it's uh, what happens when you do end up sleeping over in Tijuana and you don't leave in the, during the day. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Or anywhere for that matter. So, yeah. So Seth is tells him that he knows where Volchok is. Well, at first he says, "I didn't get," I because I didn't find him, and he's like, "Okay, cool, let's go home." And he goes, "I'm not leaving." He's like, "So what are you gonna do? Start a piñata?" Pinata Rita? Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, Pinata Rita or a burrito stand or yeah. whatever. He's like listing all these things. As far as I remember, I think the the Pinata the, the the Rio, whatever that was, that was scripted, and then the burrito stand, I think, was oh, something that you tracks. Just added. <laughs> that tracks. Right. I could believe well, that. That's interesting. It's like I wouldn't have known that. I would have just assumed it was all Adam. But they 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 pick up the writers pick up on something and they start writing for what yeah, they yeah. do. So it's like it becomes a competition. If they're barbecuous, you don't now have to improv. Pinata Rita. Look at well, the great lines we've written for you, Adam. He's like, yeah. I'm going to one up you. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there were even more versions of that. I'm sh- <laughs> from- I can probably put money on yeah. that. I that mean, there when, were. So, as an editor, when actors do that, they might button a scene with like six different things and you choose the one, you can only use one. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's you gotta, tough you kill when you're giving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so he. He says, if you don't, if you promise not to kill him, I'll tell you where he is. And he goes, what? What? He goes, yeah. seriously, you have to just tell me where he is. You know, it gets that real serious thing. Scary, scary, Ryan. Right, right. So Rooting Ryan. And he says, so he, okay. Okay. So he gives him the address. And he takes off. He sure does. And he puts a pipe in his jacket. I mean, yeah, that doesn't seem like you're not going to kill him. No, mm-hmm. no. And then he goes into this thing and, and you hear this. And then we cut to Volchuk. We see him for the first time. And you hear banging. And Ryan's outside the door, pulls out the pipe. Here really, we go. really good editing here. Great editing. Well, thank you. Well, Patrick really did a nice job with all the steady cam work on this. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember getting this footage and really enjoying it. And, you know, it's such a, it's, it's a classic misdirect. I mean, you can kind of see it coming, but it's, you know, it looks so cool the way he shot it. And, and it, Ryan ends up in this room and, you, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting. You're like, how did he... Where exactly did Seth send him? It's you know? a lot of it's a lot of setup that yeah. He sent it is a him. restaurant. Like a, you, you see that it's a restaurant. It's like why does he end up in this like jail right. cell room in the right. back? Um, but, but I didn't yeah, expect it. I mean, I don't. I didn't expect I don't it either. Think, I don't. No, think that's th- good. That's yeah. Good. So yeah. You, you think it's, it was obvious, but I don't think no, it, was obvious. it wasn't obvious at all. I had no idea what was going to happen because then the banging on for Volchak, you, you we open the door. It's empty for Ryan, but it's Seth. Yeah, for you know, I remember too the, d- dealing with the sound on the stage and everything because you know he's got the pipe. And then Seth is just banging on the door. He would have been banging on the door with his hand, and so we were trying to make it. Sounds sort of metallic on the Volchuk side, oh. but but you had to kind of do it. You had to kind of split the difference, right? Uh, I mean, sound wise, so you mislead the audience a little bit. But. The details that are put into things like people to take you on this journey, people will never know the details, and it's so fascinating, especially in post production, mm-hmm. in sound and foley, and which is you know adding sounds like footsteps and all that kind of stuff. You just never know, like how many people make your experience seamless it's 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 devils in the detail no yeah, actually the, sure. the beauty is in the detail right <laughs> so he says Volchak's like well this is a surprise he looks fully loaded i don't know the cam did some good acting there with the like uh, surprise and and he says you know how'd you find me and he says well the chick at the bar and he's like yeah our boyfriend wants to and he's like well get in line because ryan's in in yeah and in Ensenada, and that makes Volchak pause. He's like, oh, okay, so what, you're trying to chase me out of town? He's like, actually, no, I'm 
or or you're trying why are you trying to help me he's like i'm not i'm trying to help ryan from murdering you Mm. and then seth has some wonderful words of wisdom here where he's like why don't you just let this let my dad help you Mm -hmm. or just even planting the seed of you have this other option and it's cool because it almost it almost feels like Seth is just making stuff up now to try to diffuse the situation. You know, I, I don't know that he went there with the intention of bringing bringing Sandy into it. Yeah, um, but it's it's kind of cool that he does. Yeah, he's trying to save Ryan from making a fatal mistake because he can see, you know, Ryan is motivated by the experience. I mean, obviously, we know exactly what he's motivated by, but you need this as being a true friend, a true brother. It's like. You're, you're not seeing it, and I am going to do everything. Like, if Seth just sat by and did nothing, but and, and he does it calmly, even mm-hmm. though inside he's probably like, you know, it's a very intense situation, but Adam's performance was like, hey, man, you know, I, you know, yeah. let's just, let's make it cool, and it's not cool, but why don't you take this path? And then, of course, we find out, you know, that Ryan comes out of his place, and Kirsten and Sandy are there. And he's like, Seth told you? And they're like, yeah, he called. And he's like, I can't leave. He, Bullchuck is here. And Seth comes in and he goes, no, he's not. He's gone. So he did take off. Yeah. So this uh, th- this whole scene, when he, when he comes back into the restaurant, Sandy and Kirsten come. There's this, there's this musical thing that we did with this. Uh, we use a song by Manu Chao. There's a Spanish song. And... It was just, you know, at the time, it was just kind of like, this is a really cool kind of haunting song that I just wanted to be playing in the background of the bar, that then the score kind of overtook it in the in the same key, and it, it you know, I wanted it to really uh, blend together, and that, you know, the song would sort of like start washing out, and I really liked how it ended up working, and, and just the other day, I was sort of going back and looking at that song, and I was, I, I didn't do this at the time, but I was looking at the English translation of the lyrics, and it's interesting because it almost reads like it was Misha from the grave singing this to Whoa, Ryan because what? the lyrics are like, it's not your fault. It's not your, like, it's it's not your fault that the world is so ugly and it's it's not your fault. This And he keeps saying over and over, it's not your fault. And the song is called Tears of Gold. And, you know, he's crying. He's like, you're walking down the street crying tears of gold. And it almost, oh, wow. it almost felt like she's she's saying to him, you know, I I know what you're. I know you have the best intentions, but you need to stop. You know, it, it, so I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of a deep read, obviously. But no, I, I, just, I, I just that. thought that was kind of an interesting so, little thing. And Alex Patsavis, we've learned, has given gives you guys a list of songs. And did you pick that song, or was it? Yeah, somebody, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, it, I picked wow. it from you know. A list, she had pitched it, so she. I think she gave us two or three from Manu Chow, and oh. and I had never heard this guy before, and it's like, yeah, this is really cool sounding and. Um, I, I mean, I just put it in because it kind of had a haunting vibe to it that that I thought you know played the scene really yeah, well. But for sure, um, I don't think I really looked at the English. I mean, I don't speak Spanish, so I, I was just looking at the lyrics. I just did that the other day. I'm like, wow, this is kind of interesting how oh, that worked my gosh. out. I, I love I love all the behind the scenes stuff that yeah. like we learned of like Alex set pitches a song or like this like she has to read the script and say this mm-hmm. would be a good song. Like you need the expertise of what everyone is is their specialty to put all these little, oh, I just got chills. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, those these are little tidbits. Thanks, little Jeff. Tidbits. <laughs> little tidbits that we need. That almost wraps up all of Mexico. 
Yeah, because they they take off. But um, why don't we go on to um, what what else is going on, and then we can come back to that to their drive home. Julie, going back a little bit, Julie's in the dean of discipline because uh, she knows that Ryan's taken off, and she's just kind of obsessed with her little cell phone. Apparently, she's got this uh, meeting with the dean of discipline, played Tia by Carrera, Tia Carrera. Right? I know, yeah, I know. From is this her, Wayne's is this world. her first? Uh, Appearance, yeah, her and first and only appearance. Uh, oh, was her only one, really? Mm-hmm. Just this episode, yeah. And no? I've, I've known Tia through my oh. friend, she was we shared a publicist. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I always thought she was the most so beautiful because yes. I loved Wayne's World when yeah. I was younger. Yes, yes. I was like, oh my god, and her that's song, where, I she mean, sings. that's where you automatically go when you see it's like of Wayne's course. World. Yes. I, I mean, amazing, yeah. So, um, it was fun to have her on. I remember, um, um having her on, and we had a we had a fun day because she she had quite a few scenes. Julie goes through Julie or uh, me, but. Did you choose? I, I I can see in these couple episodes that um, I was choosing. Well, specifically this episode, I had chosen a hairstyle that I kind of got into for a little while. This like smooth over to the side thing, and then this dress was so kind of fifties like cocktail, like afternoon cocktail dress, and and with a I'm little trying to remember it. It in was my head. Well, anyway. I just think um, I just remember thinking like that is such, such an interesting like Julie's all over the place with her fashion sometimes, but uh, this scene is funny because she's you know Dean of Disciplines asking like what's it like at home? She's almost being a therapist and she's like it's fine, and, but you can see like Julie's very like eh, what well, I don't know because she's so singularly minded on this getting Bolchak. Like, right. And we know she's, you know, she's just so focused on it. She and, really is. And she's like talking about <laughs> the fact that Caitlin's been flirting with, with somebody, with one of the teachers and that she's getting, you know, and, and, and for a punishment, she's like, I want you guys to do you and Caitlin to yeah. do this, this drive. Yeah. The clothing drive. And is this I, the one where you say, is it, do they get cell phone or reception they, down in Tijuana? Do they get cell phone <laughs> reception in Mexico? And she's like, and I want you to do it with you. And she kind of looks, she goes, <laughs> what? Yeah, what? yeah. That, that reaction was so priceless at the end of that scene. <laughs> like, I was like, "That's pretty me? funny." You no, had some what? really good one-liners that have to do with this whole clothing drive. And you're like, "Are people in America really this fat?" Do you know you said that? Do you remember saying that line? Well, yeah, she terrible. says it watching the the, the world's dumbest cops. <laughs> oh, that's when you say it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the clothes. The clothing yeah, was yeah. about. Amy Bennett buys used clothing. Right, that right. She's like Amy Bennett. Like, but the, yeah, that's so. Julie's her perception of like the the more interesting thing. It's not that it's being sold. It's that Amy Bennett buys used clothing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I lost it when I saw <laughs> <laughs> Julie and her zingers. Her little zingers. Yeah, but I mean, so when Julie goes to see, um, there's first you see the Ward boys, the Ward twins, shaving chest, mm-hmm. and oh, ouch. and Caitlin. Um, She's like talking about they get into this, this this conversation about how slutty mom or gay dad trumps slutty mom. Yeah. And I'm like, the gay jokes in this episode. There's it's a like, lot. <laughs> if we could not, that humor has changed so much. Oh, yeah. All of it. Right. It's terrible. Right. And um, <laughs> but then when she went so when Julie walks in and she's like, There you are, and she just goes, She's like, Their dad's gay. And it's like, like, that's an excuse. And she's I like, know. anyway. And she's just like, stop flirting, and you're doing this. And I literally thought, now as parents, your child's not a teenager yet, but this, if there was ever a moment that kind of was like Mindy to a teenager, I I think I've done that. 
And it was, she was like, stop doing that. Like she wants to like, you're making my life, even though it seems kind of harsh, but she was, she, I mean, parents do have to be strong sometimes. Yeah. But I think I've done that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't had to discipline quite like that yet. No, don't want to. (laughs) Well, when you get called into the Dean of Discipline's office, right? That's never going to happen. (laughs) CG never got in trouble like that but she definitely learned how to talk back and it would it would it would get you'd actually argue yeah your daughter's not a teenager yet. yeah I can't wait (laughs) anyway so when they are at the clothing drive and Kirsten shows up I I remember this day for some reason specifically because I just had a facial and (laughs) I had this dermaplaning you know where it literally takes off and I was so shiny and they, she kept putting powder on me, and it kept kind of like just staying shiny. And I was like, "Don't, that's fine." Anyway, I, that's my memory of it. It's funny that you were shiny. Yeah, she gets interrupted um, from this phone call, and and Ryan's like, "He's, he's not there," and she just like, Ugh, yeah, like her heart drops. Like she's, and they and they notice. Yes. You know? Yeah, you're devastated, and you're showing yeah. it. But that's also before when she's like, you mean Seth went too? And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, I just yeah, didn't yeah, think yeah. he was the donkey show. Yeah, type. that's a, a, Donkey the, show. And then who's, <laughs> is it Caitlin? She's like, what's a donkey show? She's like, that's the question I know, for your that's mother. One, that's one <laughs> section I was looking at this scene. I'm like, man, I, the, the, the whole donkey show conversation, I wish I, I wish I cut to Caitlin at least one or two more times just to get her. Oh, like, really? What are you talking about? <laughs> kind of. I thought it was I did, great though, because she's like, "What's the donkey shit?" Like it was just cut to her. She to does be like, say it a bit, but I just I wish that I was on her while it was happening. The whole, you know, just kind of just looking like. <laughs> eh. <laughs> well, yeah, and and I don't. There may have been like I don't. I think it was more kind of an urban legend, or maybe it did happen yeah. at one point. I mean, but it's just this like classic. You thing. don't think donkey shows existed? I think it may have happened. I don't think it does now, but Who maybe knows? maybe sometime in the I don't know where, but I think definitely it definitely happened in the past, right? Probably. I don't know. That's oh pretty insane. <laughs> I don't know. We should look that one up. Um, Katie. It did did they ever exist? You'll probably get flagged if you Google like Donkey Show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway, but this is where Julie now is watching World's Dumbest Cops and apparently she's been sitting there for eighteen hours and that's when she's just and she's eating and he, I noticed that, you know, as an actor you you Never want to commit to eating too much. Otherwise, you have to eat a lot. Yeah, you took some real Tiny small nibbles of that potato chip. <laughs> yeah, you were like, awesome. no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> That's I'm what she's doing like. It. Are people in America really this fat? I'm waiting for Wikipedia's answer to Donkey Show. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so it's, it's beast real. Yeah. Well, we, that's what I knew it was real. We know what it is, but did they, where did, if, did it really happen? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's in Wiki. So, anyway. <laughs> if Wiki says. Apparently, it was on Josh's mind at any rate. <laughs> yeah, let's just, you know what? That came from the mind of Schwartz. Yeah. <laughs> or John Stevens. Or John Stevens. Well, oh, yeah. right. John Stevens we'll, wrote this. We'll be interviewing. We'll put it on him. We'll ask him. Yeah, the first well, question. <laughs> have you been to a donkey show? All right. But then when um, when Caitlin says, I'm going to the clothing drive because some of us, uh, she says, I want a life. And because some of us are still alive. You know, Caitlin, we haven't been seeing her grieving too much. She's a little bit, you yeah, know. She's in her feelings yeah. of like, I'm still here. Right. Yeah. You know. So. And she's, I mean, she's doing a lot of kind of what you're doing is, is, is. Try to trying to do other things to right. avoid just distract to, and avoid having to 
Yeah, she's, she's, she's feelings out. Yeah, she's also one of those kids that probably because she hasn't hadn't spent that much time with Marissa, she wasn't that close, and we're not actually spending that much time on her character. She's dealing with it in a way that I'm just going to go about my life, and she might she might be one of those characters or people that has to deal with it later on in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she goes to the clothing drive, and it, and Dean pulls her aside again and says, "She's been selling clothes. Somebody's been selling clothes because Amy Bennett." Used clothing. I know. By and, the way, she's pretty smart. Yeah. She's like, oh crap. Yeah. So that's when she brings her home and 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 I could tell sometimes when I don't know, I notice this like about but when she's she's like, I just I I I can't do this. I can't do this. Like Julie is still not taking care of Caitlin. She mm-hmm. doesn't she's not doing the right thing. She mm-hmm. should be sitting down and saying, How are you doing about this? But she's not there yet. At right. all. Right. In fact, instead, she's like, I need you. In, in fact, Caitlin's being the more mature one. She's acting the way a parent should. She's being cool, calm, collected. She's like, Mom, are you okay? And she keeps asking her, are you okay? And instead, she's Julie's just telling her, I need you to stop fucking around. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a phone call and takes off. So. Yes. Let's go to Brown. Let's go to Brown. Summer, on arriving back at Brown, sees that Che is uh, spearheading a... A protest. A tree sit in. A tree sit. Yeah. A tree sit in. Tree sit in. I don't know. Because I mean, they want to cut down a tree. Chase, like, Summer, where have you been? I, your spirit. And you're like, I was at home. My family needed me. And you, I bet you were an eagle in your past life yeah. soaring <laughs> through the mountain passes. And Summer's kind of. Anytime Chris Pratt's on the screen is always my favorite. Chris Pratt is, he kind of, his character just kind of defines this whole season. I mean, he <laughs> he just, he, this was before Chris Pratt was megastar Chris Pratt. So, but even, I, I remember, you, you know, seeing him and, and just being like, Oh, I'm surprised he kind of he's doing the show because he just came off Everwood and, yeah. and had a you know pretty big role on that and and uh, it's like this is cool we get this guy and, and uh, his whole character was just insane <laughs> the right. whole yeah. thing and he just played he was it so perfectly. committed it was so awesome oh yeah and yeah. committed and I think like in what he learned or uh, I'm sure I, I'm not speaking for him but when you do a series on television and you do it for nine months and ten months I've said this um, you actually. You take your you take risks, and he made choices, and he went and he committed to them, and it wasn't, you know, and he did it enthusiastically, and he was there, and it's like something actors bring to, I mean, anybody can like memorize dialogue and do it, but but when you have the luxury of being on a show for so long, you start taking chances and yeah. playing around, and he was doing it automatically, and it brought so much, and so the writers see it and the editors see it, and it's like. It's a, it was a breath of fresh air because all of these other characters are really dealing with something. So yeah. we need something to bounce off of. Right. So, right. And he, yeah, he's in his own world and is very bounce-offable. <laughs> yes, very sure. bounce-offable. Yeah. So Summer, we see Che, then she goes to her dorm room and she finds, surprise, Taylor is in her bed. <laughs> She's like, checks in her messages and there's nothing there. And she hears, <laughs> what? Uh, I always wear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always wear this. You're like, what are you wearing? Yeah, I always wear this. Do you want to get any cuddle? Yeah, come on! <laughs> I really love Taylor. Oh my gosh, I just I just love her. Every time she comes on screen, I just love, love, love. She's like, "What are you doing here? And why aren't you in France? And yeah. why? How did you get here before me?" I know, <laughs> which I still wonder. But yeah, you know. Um, and Taylor, it's very funny. She's like, "Summer is not shaving her legs." <laughs> oh well, she's first. She wants to tell tell like why she what happened in France, and then she all of a sudden looks down, and they yeah. do a close up of your feet. Were those your feet? 
I don't know. I, I, was just I don't gonna, think I was paying I, attention. I, I was just going to ask the same thing. I don't remember if that I, I, that may have been stunt feet. <laughs> How bad was it? Well, it was it was so close up. It was, it was super close up. It wasn't like gnarly. were they like hairy feet? No, it wasn't gnarly. It was just that the it was like black toenail polish, and you could see white all around it. Yeah, like you could see the nail. Yeah, it was probably mine. Yeah, <laughs> you probably did. Well, you were. I can show you right now. It's were you the same flying thing. back and forth doing then, the movie at this point? At that point, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> she, anyway, <laughs> so that kind of sidetracks her, and she doesn't tell her tell you about that, right? But yeah, but I, and then I love when she meets my roommate Amber. It's hilarious. It's a reason for Taylor to observe your side of the room, which is all about activism, mm-hmm. and then her side of the room, or at first she's just looking at summer stuff, and then when she shows up, Amber shows up, and she says this like, "Oh, and summer doesn't have any pictures, and you have all these pictures," and. It is a comment on society that she says, well, men can do whatever they want. Right. And if women do it, you think I'm a slut, right? Right. And, and, and we also like, learned that she doesn't even know that Summer has a boyfriend. So we're realizing Summer's really concealing her old life. Right. So then Taylor goes to the tree set and wants to know what's going on. She yanks you aside. And yeah, with like, Che. And she's like, what? And forces you to call and talk to Seth. Yes. And I love your, you're like... Because you're hiding, you know, yeah. or you don't want to discuss deal. or I have I nothing. I want to deal. And it's some, it's some, what Avoiding, did you say? Avoiding, avoider. Some Mexican guy. Yeah. I love that. She, well, she, so she comes into the tree, the tree scene, or set scene. She's like, move it, hippies. Yeah. And then she forces you, <laughs> forces you to make the call. And then I love that, I love that she ends up talking to the guy in Mexico. And, and as, as soon as she, as soon Shannon as we. Boss, who's speaking? Yeah. And, and then the, the music <laughs> changes to the Spanish kind of guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. See, oh my gosh, that's hysterical. Yes. So yeah, she takes off and and gets involved. Like she really is like a little cat with a with a sparkly ball. Like oh, I'm gonna go here. Oh, I'm gonna go here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, then we learn what happened in France, and Taylor and Summer get into like a blowout fight. Yeah, when she shows up the next day and she's getting ready to leave, and and she has the espresso machine. Yeah, well, then Summer's like, "Have you ever tried sleeping outside? You can't turn the stars off." Now. And then it kind of escalates where she's like, uh, you have you need more help than I do, and I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna go take care of my thing. And and Summer all of a sudden was starts going, Che is just a friend. I don't do uh love triangles anymore. Right. And <laughs> which is funny. story story. That's funny. But then when Summer starts screaming at her and going, and we're not talking about you, avoider, avoider. Yeah. And I thought I wanted to ask you if you ever do get in an argument, is that the way you argue? I only yell, you're an avoider, avoider. Avoider, do you? That's my line. <laughs> That's my go-to. Um, I definitely can, I, I'm half Italian. I can get a little temper. I well, can yell. I just thought that, like, I was like, oh, that was Mindy disciplining CG. And I was wondering if that was you. Like, no. stop it. I mean, with my brother, good Lord. <laughs> or a boyfriend that bothers me. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't do that now. But no, in, in your we don't life. Yell. But I love it when sometimes you I get see heated. the real I can get Rachel heated. Again. That wasn't me. No, but I can get heated. Yeah. That was like more funny. Definitely. Yes. It was cute. It was cute. That's but then cute. when she leaves and you're like, and what's a stupid espresso machine? It's a gift. She goes, off what? And then she goes Summer. back the opposite yeah, it way. It's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like that move. It's a gift. Well, and I love these things where I'm like, I wonder if that was a mistake or go out one way and come back the other. And if it was. I think that was all Patrick. It was, yeah. All Patrick. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. 
Okay, and then we see in Summer tries to write Seth, and she just can't. So that, that was so that sweet, though. Even what? even just even the actual voiceover because they probably had you record it, and you were like, "Oh yeah, dear Seth, <laughs> I just dear Seth, I just can't, I just can't. Oh, so horrible, Lisa, I can't do it." But it was still so sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I love that whole little montage, the letter and the into the driving and do you, as an editor, do you like doing the montages because they oh, tell yeah. a story and they move the story along a little quicker, right? Mm -mm. But Yeah, and in fact, I, I had I had um Alexi Murdoch uh Blue oh. Mind in in this whole sequence and it works even going back. This is one of the things where you go back and you're like, oh, I really miss that song, <laughs> you know, 17 years later. I had but we could but uh Josh watched it and he's like, I don't know if we can use this song because we're using Alexi Murdoch at the end of episode 3. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know yet, but then he came back he's like, yeah, we got to scrap it. And, oh, really? uh, and so, and uh, you know, it did. The song they used at the end of episode three was great, and it would have been really weird to have them in both episodes. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm like, mm, I really miss Do, that. Song. I mean, yeah. is it weird uh, thinking back in hindsight to have songs like? It's not the same song. It's no, no, it no. Is, they yeah. ended up. Uh, we ended up using a band of horses. Mm, oh yeah, I really great. loved it. It, it, it was yeah, really good here. It was great, but yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's it's one of those like I cut it very specifically to the Alexi Murdoch song and and then swapped it out in the band of horses and it, it ended up you know dropping in. Um, but yeah, it's just me whining <laughs> 17 years later. Or you remember things you remember. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So before the episode ends, you wanted to comment on the drive home from Mexico. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're in the car and Seth with Sandy and Kirsten with Ryan. And that's when, you know, Sandy's, you know, Seth is pretty mellow. Like he's, he's hungover. That's true. <laughs> he's had a tattoo, and and it's and he and and he's and Sandy's looking at his tattoo, and he's like, the artwork is wonderful, but it's what does it say? Send you're a vixen, and he goes, it's he goes, it's gay. That's what you were gonna say. It's gay, and I'm like, gosh, with more with the gay jokes, mm -hmm. and but then Sandy says, you know, finding Volchuk would have taken money, and it keeps going back to one mm -hmm. person, and Seth's like, leave me out of it, and then Kirsten says something very heartwarming. She's like, my biggest fear was that. You, Seth was going to get, was, was going to be in danger. He, you take him away and do something. And now I have to worry about two boys. Right. And, you know, Ryan is just so like whoosh, yeah. stone cold. And when they get back to the house, um, I guess Kirsten and Sandy or Kirsten and Ryan got there first. And, and he's like, did he say anything about me? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, I bet he's mad. And he walks up to, walks up to the door and. And he just pulls the shades, locks the door. Yeah. Which means, like, don't talk to me. And all I kept thinking was, like, just give him time. Mm. He's your brother. He loves you. Just give him time. And right. he feels like he feels betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. He feels yeah. Betrayed. Well, in, in Mexico, too, that's that, that the way that it's the restaurant scene ends when Sandy and Kirsten come, it just ends with the two of them staring each other down, which is, I, I, I like that moment even better than the, the one at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's and it's Snow like shit's about to go down. The consequences of that and like that, like he needs some kind of closure, and it's just you know, it's like something that's eating at him. And he and Julie have this singular purpose right now. Like he didn't have it before. Mm -hmm. He was, but Julie and Julie's had it, and now he's jumped on that 
bandwagon and summer sh- runs to the airport and and oh makes up with taylor she, as soon as she goes i'm so sorry i'm sorry too yeah, <laughs> yeah. She jumps on her it's cute and she tells you that she got married right. to um henri michelle and she's like you got married summer that's when i remember you mean taylor taylor summer definitely didn't get married i got married yeah setting up episodes of henri michelle bringing joy into our oh all boy our lives. that's a whole storyline <laughs> do we that, see him Oh yeah, oh, he's great. It's it's a lot. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, it'll Taylor's it'll got a yeah, huge storyline. Great that the character. I yeah. can't wait. I'm most excited yeah. for Taylor. So Sandy discovers that it's you that sent them. Yeah. So when he he says thanks for meeting me and sit down and he's like after everything we've been through you mm-hmm. would send our kids on a murder mission. She's like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and finally and he was and she goes she goes I don't have time for this and he goes sit down. Mm-hmm. And then and I remember this because. I thought the line was, she says, at least you still have all your kids. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, at least you still have both your kids. Still worked. Still it worked. Very but it was impactful. It, it was cool to see them kind of like, and she didn't, she got caught, but she didn't like go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She just, it's it, it ends with her just going. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. You had this way of of doing it though, where it was like it was half anger and half just devastation. I mean, you, you have this devastation on your face yeah. that just like it's it's more than just anger. It's just like it was. It's just a perfect mix. Yeah. Of everything going on. Yeah. There, it's head. not just one thing. Oh, I forgot. Found out. It's like yeah. oh shit, they found out. And yes, I sent them on them because she did. She sent them. Like, yeah. I, I, he doesn't deserve jail. He deserves what you can do. And, mm-hmm. like, that's just, that's pretty awful, actually. Mm. It's pretty awful that she would send him on murder mystery. Well, but it's Julie Cooper. This one ends still pretty heavy. We still have some closure needed for our, for our OC group. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's still not, it's still no. not good. No, it's still not good. But that was the episode, The Gringos. Yay! And now, we have some trivia for you, Jeff. Woo-hoo. Oh boy, I'll try my best. <laughs> yep. This game is called Finish the OC Quote from this episode. Don't look at it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, don't look. <laughs> 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 what did Taylor say when Summer said, Taylor, you got married! Then Taylor says, A, it's Paris, the city of love, and that's what people do. Or B, it was Paris, it seemed like the thing to do. B. Are you looking at the screen? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Yes, you're right. You're right. (laughs) So Seth says to Ryan, so did you kill him? I mean, that was the plan, right? The real plan, not the lie you told me when you said, trust me, man, A, or you're just going to have to trust me. Hmm. Uh, You're just going to have to trust me. It was eh. a. Trust me, man. Trust me, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that either. Don't worry. I know that was uh, okay. Caitlin says you haven't moved in eighteen hours. Is everything okay? Then Julie says, "A, it's fine. The world is an immoral toilet bowl, and one day we'll all be flush." It's that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he what knows was, the okay, toilet what's, bowl what's well. B? What's B? Uh, B is. It's fine. The world is a shady toilet bowl, and one day we'll all be flushed. <laughs> it's shady toilet. It's the same thing. Wait a minute. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) quote from taylor um and summer taylor says when was the last time you shaved your legs it's like a forest and oh my god your toenails and summer says okay yeah i don't do that stuff anymore then taylor says a obviously you've got hobbit feet or b obviously you've got flintstones feet hobbit feet oh god that's right 
There you go. Not the first time I've been. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So we also have some fan questions from um, via email. And the first one is question one is from Aaron. I have some random questions about how filming on location works. In the first episode of season four, Summer is at Brown and they show shots of Providence and then the gates in front of Brown. Then they cut to her and Che at a table on campus. Did they actually go to Brown to shoot some of your scenes or is it all stock footage of that area? Or do they send one camera man to Brown to get these shots or hire a local to get those general shots? Thanks for keeping us entertained. <laughs> um, well, they did not film the scenes in we were Providence. At SC. We were at USC. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's this, a combo of all that stuff. I don't know if... The, I, uh, it's probably stock footage. I'm, I'm sure it was stock footage, although there's a, the one of the gates... I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't go to Providence and shoot stuff. Schwartz at the time, his parents pretty, still lived in Rhode Island. He probably sent old Steve Schwartz to the gate. Pearly Gates. Yeah, right, yeah, maybe. Kidding. <laughs> if, there's, if it's an establishing shot of a real thing like the Empire State Building or a bridge or something, they there is stock footage available for any of that. So if that yeah. was actually a shot of Brown, they would get stock footage probably. Yeah, I mean, there's probably students walking through the shot and, and you know, even the, the stock footage will even have, you know, stuff like that. Right. You know, that, that they intentionally try to shoot stuff like that. And then right. they used USC, and then all of those scenes were shot at USC. USC, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, there we go. Okay, question two is from Sam. Hi, Rachel and Melinda. Love your podcast. Hearing your thoughts and your guests behind the scenes details. Your dynamic is so great and fun to listen to. I was listening to the podcast episode, The Party Favor, season three, episode 23, and I would say The Party Favor is the 5K that Volchuk left the party with. Ah. What do you think was The Party Favor? Because that was the prom, and we kept saying what was Is the that where I was drunk favor. and fell off the stage? Yeah. That's the party favor <laughs> to me. Yeah. No. I, I had a great time. Well, and also, they, they always use these titles as a play on words. Obviously, the gringos are the two boys that go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would think the party favor was insinuating the money that he stole. Right. I think you're right, And Sam. did anybody do somebody a favor at the party? Hmm. What kind of favor? Prom, I mean, you know, those favors happen at prom. There were some favors going on. Like, you did a favor to the I wasn't talking about those favors, Mindy. (laughs) You you took the K-pop guy. That was a favor. I did take the K-pop guy. For some reason, you falling off the stage is like, when I think of season three, (laughs) that's the first image that comes to mind. (laughs) We talked about that because with Michael Lang. Yeah, I was like adamant that I wanted to do the stunt myself. Yeah. And he was like. Oh, right. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. And the stunt woman, you know what? That was very slapstick because it was was great. She was on some kind of like springboard that went boing. Yeah. Yeah, And she like flipped over. Yeah. I guess. And then when I saw it, I was like, I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is it for the gringos. And Jeff, thank you so much. You you told us so many little things that we love it. That's why we love having. Um, editors, because you guys are literally literally there putting things together yes. with details that I would never know. We would never know. No, ever. Yeah, well, it's great to hear the, you know your take from from the set as well. <laughs> uh, what we remember that is. Yeah. Well, Sandy, what, what we all remember. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember half this stuff. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. Thank Follow, you. rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. And you can now listen to bonus features as well as season one and season two of the OC Bitches on Cast Plus. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bye, Jeff. Bitches. Thank you. Yeah. 
Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane, produced by Katie Kurtwright, edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park.